Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly presented by Whiskerware Apparel along with Chuck Davidson. I'm Lyle Stokes and welcome to the show. We have got a good one lined up for you tonight. Chuck, it's kind of lonely here without old Doc on here tonight, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, I guess what he's off doing makes up for. <laughs> for for those of you that are wondering where Doc is at, he called me this afternoon, and he said I'm not going to make the show tonight. I said, "Okay, everything all right?" He said, "Yep." He said, "We're catching skipjack on the Ohio River, and we're into them so good." He said, "I can't stop. I won't stop." I said, "Okay." <laughs> so he is somewhere over on the Ohio River, and they're filling up coolers one right after the other. So you guys that live over there by Doc, you can go out and look for him because he never said where he was at. I didn't ask him, but he is stocking up on fresh skippies. So they're in somewhere over in that area. So uh, I hope he gets back pretty soon. But, I, you know, if, Chuck, if I'm on them babies like he's on them, I ain't going to stop till I got no more room to put them. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. They're so hard to they're so hard to get on these days, you know. Uh, you, you hear that they're on, and then you know you get there, and you can't find any. And it's always, uh, you know, yesterday or tomorrow. It's never today. That's so, right. Yeah. If you get a chance to get on them, you might as well hang out and get what you can because, uh, you know, every penny you spend on your trip, that's price each. Oh yeah. So if you yeah. if you take a trip and come back with twenty five, sometimes they're you know ten dollar fish. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, the way he's talking, he you know, he told me that they was in them so good that they took some jigs off of his rods because they just have trouble reeling them in. There's so many of them in there. So uh I I really don't know how good that is. I've <laughs> I've never been into them that good. So, uh, you know, another thing, you know, I know that's, that's everybody wanted to know where Doc was at, but uh, that's the deal. But uh, another thing I wanted to talk about right quick before we get our guest in here, we're trying out some stuff, uh, as we talked about last week, YouTube and uh, Google and all of them are all now owned by whichever company bought the other one out. And we are doing a broadcast tonight. It's a hangout on air through YouTube. And this is our first time attempting this. I'm hoping everything's going good. We There will be a uh, chat box uh, just like we always have. And there should be a chat box uh, on uh, YouTube. But I haven't seemed to locate that. And, and I'll work on finding that when we get to... Uh, Captain Scott in here and, and Chuck is visiting with him. I'll dig, try to dig that up and see if I can locate it, but I don't want to do anything. This is all new to us and uh, it's going to take us a little bit to get it all lined out. Uh, I hope that they leave it to where we can still use it like we're using it uh, because the other way that they want us to use it is really, really uh, hard to figure out for somebody no more computer savvy than I am. And so, uh, you know, it's really good. Thanks, Matt, for letting me know. I'm glad it's working for y'all. And uh, it's good to see Major Brown back in with us, Tony Caton, Matt Sanders, uh, Randall McDaniels in there tonight, uh, some others. Uh, you know, this deal with Doc catching those skippies, um, I'm sure that he's very carefully preparing them, and he'll probably have some to bring down when we get to Mississippi River Monsters, Chuck. But that's another thing we need to talk about here right quick. Next Monday night, for the people that are wondering what is going on with, uh, uh, with the Mississippi River Monsters Tournament, we will have the guy here, George Young Jr., will be on the show next Monday night, and we'll be able to visit with him for, and you can ask him any, all the questions and find out all the scoop of any last-minute things that they've added, changed, done, whatever. If you're not clear on something, uh, that'll be the time to find out. George will be on there. And since we got a little bit of time before Scott comes on here, Jeff, I'm going to go ahead with that uh, motel thing. Okay. Uh, I talked to the lady uh, that is running the Clarion Inn. Uh, down there that we're all going to be staying at across the river from Memphis. Uh, I don't remember the name of the little town, but uh, anyhow, her name is 
uh, Angela Herndon. Uh, now, Angela, I called her because we had to make sure of, of a room, uh, of the verifier room, and it was where it was going to be and all the stuff. But uh, I asked her about uh, bringing a generator with me. Uh, and she told me that she would appreciate it if we did bring a generator. There is 80 boat full going to be there in that motel. And uh, now, is any of you that's going down there and has ever stayed in a motel, and I'm assuming that nearly everybody has stayed in a motel and fish tournaments, there's no motel anywhere that I'm aware of that will have plug-ins for 80 boats. Uh, I, I've just never seen anything like it. And I will be taking uh, my generator down. Um, I can accommodate several people to plug in, and we can put some adapters on there. So, but but you're going to have to bring your uh, extension cords and stuff, and and figure on going a long ways uh, because there's no way that she can do 80 80 boats. Uh, everybody plugging into stuff. So, with that being said, anybody that wants to do a um, Take a generator, if you would call her and let her know what now. She told me she has got security going to be there to watch anything and everything throughout the day and night. And uh, I told her, I said, the only thing I'll need is a pole or something that I can throw a chain around to make sure that nobody steals that generator in the daytime when we're out fishing uh, because there'll be enough guys wanting to use electricity that uh, at night everybody will be uh in and out running around standing outside drinking beer or whatever they're gonna do and it'd take a pretty brave guy to mess with 80 guys with boats down there and fishing rods and beat them to death with and stuff like that but if you have a generator if you feel that you can take it down there please contact angela her phone number is 870-514-5355 that is her cell phone number leave her a message and she will call you back and you tell her that you're going to bring a generator if you have one that you can take she would greatly appreciate the assistance uh if we can get enough people taking generators down there that will save them from having to scramble and try to find generators or rent them or whatever it's going to be they are going out of their way to take care of us at this tournament and i'm quite sure the other motels will be the same way but we need to make sure that we we help her if we can and like I say, I, I think my generator's at 3,800 or whatever it is, and it's got six or eight plug-ins on it, a big old long cord and, and all that, and, and you can uh, pony off with some of them plug-ins with three and four adapters and get more because it'll run a whole house. So them little, no more uh, juice than uh, one of those little battery charges on the boat. We should be good, don't you imagine, Chuck? Yeah, it should be fine. They they need to get on the phone with some electricians, and um, they can get some temporary stuff done up too if they need to. I'm sure they will if they can't get any, and that's and that's why uh, I was mentioning that Major Brown. Yes, West Memphis, Arkansas, I believe is is where that motel is. It's the Clarion Inn. The lady again. The lady's name is Angela Herndon. Very nice lady, and her number is eight seven zero. Five one four five three five five, and that's her cell number. If she doesn't answer, just give her a uh, uh, leave her a message, and she will call you back. Just tell her that you have a generator, or you need to know about the the electrical hookups and different things. And she is very nice, and she'll help you uh, with all the stuff that you could possibly imagine. Uh, Eighty boats in a motel parking lot. That baby's going to be pretty full, and they they've. Uh, made some modifications so that everybody will have plenty of parking and all that stuff. And um, they've got security going to be out there all night, all day. So uh, I've, I've, I think she's went out of her way to help us out, Chuck. Well, yeah, for sure. I've talked to her a couple of <laughs> times and she, she's gone above and beyond for me every, both times I've talked to her. So, Right. Um, and I, I think the other motel will be the same way, uh, but this is the one I'm familiar with. If somebody – finds out information on the other. If they get a hold of you or me or Doc, uh, we can pass that along next week. If there's anything like generators or anything that we need to discuss, we'll do that. But uh, as I said before, uh, George is going to be on here and he'll help us out and we'll get as much of that stuff lined out as we can. 
Uh, yes, Major Brown. It's uh, you know, the one in West Memphis is the one Lyle's talking about. That's the Clarion Inn, and like I say, she's she's really uh, really going to do a lot to help us out. Um, I don't know if if you guys watching this is kind of off top subject, doesn't really have anything to do with catfish, but is the video and the sound quality all right going this way through YouTube tonight? I know somebody will let us know. But uh, we got Captain Scott Manning uh, on with us tonight, uh, Chuck. That ought to be really informative. They lay out some big old monster blues and flatheads down there on the Tennessee River. I'm kind of excited to visit with him about that. Oh, yeah, he's uh, he don't disappoint. I think they've got a uh, no catch, no pay policy. Also, you know, I I'm not sure that anybody else has got a deal like that, do they? I, th I think it's uh, I think it's scott manning that that is doing that i believe yeah I, I know he does do it but i i can't i don't i don't know if anybody else that does it oh uh, not too many people could um you know really to afford to do it unless you got a huge clientele and you stay really busy because you know if you've only got three trips a week and you don't catch no fish one of those pretty much you just blew your whole profit for the week you know right I mean, the overhead so much on guiding, you know, you, you really got to be a, a real, you know, first class, um, you know, pretty busy to be able to offer that type of stuff. That's exactly right. Hey, Scott, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm taking it easy today. <laughs> that sounds good. We don't have video on with you, but we're going to go ahead and, and get everything lined out. We've already been talking about you a little bit, and, and Chuck was talking about your no catch, no pay deal, and... Uh, I don't think there's anybody else in, in the country that does that, is there? Well, no, not that I know of. I started that. I started that when I got my business. My philosophy is this, Lyle: if a guy's worth his salt, he's going to put you on some fish. Yeah, I agree. You can't put your clients on fish; you shouldn't ask them for their money. Well, that's a heck of a deal, as far as I'm concerned. And, and uh, I know uh, I have some some guys that that uh, I think pretty much of that's been down there and done some couple. Of, at least one or one day or two days with you here last year, uh, uh, Heath and Jason Malone, and I know they had a good time, and you guys caught some really nice fish. The thing that, though, that sticks out in my mind most of all uh, is the boys from Arizona at the Catfish Conference when we was down there, you took them up there and put them on some fish, and them guys really had a blast. Yeah, man, they really... Uh met them you know we picked up a lot of trips and made a lot of new friends at the catfish conference really a great venue look forward to going back this year but yeah them guys came down and, and really slayed the fish and uh we got morgan blake flying in uh i think two weeks is coming to fish with us uh zach royce is coming to fish with us i think at the end of september uh so i mean we've got an exciting fall the, the striper fishing's over and it's time to get on these big old cats Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you got some good guys coming in, and you got you I know you guys are gonna have a blast out there. It'd be so much fun, and uh, you know uh, at Tennessee River, uh, I'm a Mississippi River believer. I don't think there's any place like it in the whole world, but you sure are on some fish. Been on fish all year. Well, we're fortunate, you know. It's it's we have a little bit of an advantage over other guys. I was born and raised here. I know these waters. Uh, I mean, I can tell you what the water temperature is at any dam right now. Uh, and that's a big advantage. If you know what the water temperature is, you know where the bait's at, you know what the fish are doing, you just have an advantage over somebody that's not from here. And we have a lot of out-of-state guys that come down here, particularly for striper fishing, and you know, I get along with everybody, but I, you know, I do have a little inside advantage, as other guys would have in their own neck of woods as well. Exactly. You know, that's, that's like Jason Jackson, them guys down in St. Louis, so you, you go down there, and, and Jason just gives people a really good time down there, and uh, even if the fish are, are not as hot as they would be at other times, he usually finds you some pretty nice fish to get on. Yeah, the big fish are starting to move now. The the big blues have come off the nest. We caught some really nice fish today. Uh, we caught a fish that probably would have weighed 100 pounds in November, but uh, you know it just came off the nest as a big male, and his belly wasn't big like mine. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're starting to catch some nice fish, and... Uh, you know, we're excited about it. September's booked up, almost all of October, November, December. So we're doing real well. We've done 169 trips so far this year. Honestly, most, 
you know, most of them have been striped. You know, your big money in guidance and striper, you're not going to get rich guiding for catfish. It's a seasonal thing. And the, and the downside to catfish guiding, I tell people, is most people that book fishing trips, they do it during the summer while they're on vacation, and the catfish are on the nest at time of the year. That's exactly right. That, that's exactly right. We, we still do a lot of trips. We've got a lot of people, you know. Uh, I kind of got an advantage, I tell people. There's a lot of great guides out there. There's a lot of great cat guys. And, I mean, Shannon Sizemore, Steve Collins, Vince Nadoski. I mean, the list goes on and on, Justin Connor, People I talk to that, that support my business, that refer clients to me. But I pick their mind, too. But I kind of have an advantage because I, I brag on him all the time. Bryce, Captain Bryson Roberts is, without a doubt, the top guy in the United States. I mean, this guy lives, breathes, fishing. He's able to take the the information that he has, water temperature, bait activity, weather conditions, and apply that to finding the big fish and putting them in the boat. The guy's just an incredible guy. Um, he makes me look real good. So, I mean, people that make me look good, you know, I try to, to recognize those people because Tennessee River Monsters just gets a lot of, of, of national publicity, but I've got a lot of people out there that, that are really working hard behind the scenes that, that help us out. And, I, you know, I appreciate that. I'm sure I'm going to leave somebody's name out, but, you know, Seth Hedricks, you know, helps us with bait. Steve Douglas. There's a lot of people that uh, that do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that really make us, uh, makes me look good sometimes. I aggravate Bryce, you know, you catch all the big fish and I look good. So That's uh, right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, I know Chuck's sitting over smiling. He must have something he wants to holler at you about. So I'm going to let him visit with you for a little while, and I'm going to check on some other stuff that we're trying to get uh, figured out on this new setup we got for the show. What kind of shirts have you got on there? That's a St. Louis Cardinal shirt, the best team that ever played to get in baseball. <laughs> Is there any other team that plays? What's that? Is there any other team that plays? Not that I know of. I got some friends that think the Cubs play, but they have one good year out of 108 or 10 years, and they think the Cubs has got it made. But uh, this will be the sixth year in a row if they make it to the playoffs for the Cardinals. And uh, I can't remember in the last hundred years. I don't think the Cubs made it to the playoffs six years. Six years out of the last hundred. Yeah, let's 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 talk about fishing. Let's talk about. The <laughs> All right, there you go, Chuck. Have at it. How you doing today, Scott? Hey, my friend. How you doing? Good, good. How many uh, how many boats do y'all run on average? I run my boat, and then I got Captain Bryce helps me out, and then I've got another guy that helps me out during the striper season because there's a lot of times, you know, we'll take bachelor groups out and party groups, and my policy is I do no more than three people on my boat. You know, when you got more than three people on your boat, you're taking turns, so that's just not my kind of fishing. Uh, I prefer two people, but I will on occasions take three, so... If we get a big group, seven or eight people, you know, I'll get Captain Bryce and Captain Johnson to to, to, to have more boats available and, and kind of split them up. So, and I do things a little different. A lot of the guys, a lot of clients this year would get on my boat and I'd have two or three rods on my boat and they'd be looking at me. Is that all the rods you're bringing? I said, yeah. You know, my policy is is if fish are biting, two or three rods are all you need. If they ain't biting, it don't matter if you got twenty out. Exactly. Okay, yeah, you covered a, a few of my questions all all at once just now. So, um, you ready for this uh, this uh, fall and winter bite coming up for the catfish? Yeah, it is. Um, uh, they're really starting to kick into gear now. The big fish are biting. Um, you know, this this we've had some real bad storms the last three or four days, and it's made the fish temperamental. But this morning, Captain Bryce went out, and I mean, he slayed some giants this morning. Uh, you know. So, I mean, we're really excited about it. September is really great for flatheads. Um, I have customers that come back every year just for flathead fishing. So we're excited about September. And then, of course, in October, uh, the big blues really get moving. And then I kind of quit fishing towards the end of October. Personally, I put my boat up because I'm a deer hunter. I deer hunt, you know, in November. Uh, and then, you know, any fall trips I get, I get Captain Bryce to take. So I guess I'm a seasonal guy. When do, you, when do you get back at it again? I get back at the 1st of March. I'll get back at it. I just take a little break. You know, I write for five magazines. I just published a book, working on my second book. Uh, plus, I own another company. I own an investigative company that I specialize in child custody work. So I've, I'm one of those guys. I've, just, I've got too many irons in the fire. I sleep and work. That's all I do. Oh, yeah. That gets old sometimes. <laughs> well, I've got some good people that run my investigative company, and and then, like I say, you know, then I have a good support staff uh, with my fishing company, and 
you know, a, a company and its owner are just as good as the people that he surrounds himself with. Exactly, but you know, when that hunting season comes around, it's all worth it. Oh yeah, there's, you know, I bow hunt the rut up in Ohio. I've got a buddy up there, an old army buddy. And uh, by the way, Chuck, I know you served. We've talked before. Appreciate your service, brother. Uh, Thank you. But I've got a, I've got another veteran friend of mine that uh, that lets me hunt up in Ohio, and, and uh, so I go up there during the rut. And we pheasant hunt and deer hunt and tell lies and stories and stuff. Yeah, I great. Call it, I call it hunting anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it's all about, you know, friends and you know, get, getting out there in the woods and just getting some peace and quiet. Um, it can't get no better. Yeah, I got uh, I got me a new partner this year, uh, Tony Walker. He's a wounded warrior from uh, the United States Army. He's a retired master sergeant. Um, but yeah, me and him has been going at it uh, at a few tournaments this year. Hopefully, we'll. Um, he, he's trying to start him a little uh, business, so he's been re real busy, but Good. hopefully he'll get that going, and uh, we'll get to hit more tournaments next year. Yeah, we give, I think, I think in the state of Tennessee, and I'm not sure in the southeast, I think in the state of Tennessee, I'm the only veteran-owned guide, veteran guide service, and we give all veterans a 10% discount, and I don't know, I mean, we probably give away four or five thousand dollars worth of trips each year to veterans organizations, fishing for soldiers and stuff. So, you know, being a veteran, you know, I, I always try to give back to the guys uh, that served our country. So, Yeah, you gave me a free trip two years ago and I still hadn't got to get up and, you know, I've, I've got to get better about that because, you know, Paul Strouth ain't with us anymore and me oh. and him had, you know, quite a few trips planned out and something always came up to where it never worked out, and then all of a sudden somebody's not around no more, you know, so yeah, that's, he was, he was that's really got me thinking. Paul, you know, got his boat broke into, and uh, I think Big Cat Fever gave him some rods, and he called me, and I gave him, I had four brand new skipjack rods I gave to him, and that was the last time I seen Paul, but really nice guy, I mean, you just, I mean, the catfish community really lost a super nice guy. Yeah, um, you know, it's just, Every time I get plans to do something, you know, something comes up with work or something like that. And, you know, the way a lot of these employers are these days, you know, they just about own you. So, yeah, I mean, um, they've got you in their barrel. And, and uh, but fishing's really good. Catfishing's is really starting to pick up. There's some bait issues now down here. You know, normally this time of year, bait's easy to get at two or three locations. And, and if you guys know, everything. Whether you're striper fishing or catfishing, it's all about the bait. And uh, so this time of year, bait's been a little bit tougher to get at some of the dams than it normally is. Uh, the Cordell Hall Dam is, is 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 really tough right now. Normally you can go up there and, I mean, me and Bryce will drive up there and we'll catch 200 in an hour. And uh, it's tough this time of year. So And there's a little bait here and there, but you know if you want to come down here and catch two or three hundred skipjack, it's, it's just what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've been... I've been wanting to get up there and fish, uh, you know, the Kingston area forever. Um, you know, pretty much that's probably one of the hottest spots in the United States that um, I've got on my bucket list. And I, I want to, you know, I hadn't hit it yet, but it's somewhere I'd like to hit multiple times. Well, for numbers, you know, if I get a client that wants to catch a bunch of catfish, I take them to Kingston. I take them to Watch Bar. If I got a client that wants to catch a giant catfish. I take them to Fort Loudon. Uh, Fort Loudon has some really tremendous catfishing. Uh, you're not going to catch the numbers, but I mean, there's some really, really giant fish in there. Uh, you got to think about it. The Cabela's King Cat Tournament in the last four years has released safely three to four thousand fish back into Fort Loudon Lake that came out of Watch Bar Lake. So, I mean, Fort Loudon's really a sleeper, but you got to be patient. You got to go there and and, you know, really wait on that one big fish because you're not going to go over and catch a bunch of fish. Yeah. You know, the Kingston area, you know, that's somewhere I've always wanted to go, um, you know, try to take a week out, go up during the spring, you know, because you got the, you know, the Emory and the Clinch running into a, a nice upper horseshoe. And, I mean, it's all just perfect textbook. And it's yeah, beautiful. It's really good fishing right there where you're wanting to fish right there around 58 Bridge. Uh Right there where the rivers meet up are really good. Some really good flathead fishing right right in that area too, along those little bluffs in there. The water's not very deep, which 
I don't like deep water. Um, it's, you know, shallow water is easier to fish than deep water. And like you say, in the springtime, there's some really, really good fish. It was tough this year because we didn't have any generation uh, because we didn't have any rain all spring long. And, you know, when you don't have any rain, the dams are not generating any water. If the dams are not generating any water, the big fish don't have to get out of the current because there's not any current, and the fish will just spread out. And uh, it was tough for fishing this morning. Right. You know, and I, I've had some uh, guys that, you know, they've totally, you know, got off the Tennessee River and went up the clinch and just loaded up on really nice flatheads uh, in the springtime also. And, you know, after seeing some of their uh, nice trips, you know, going up in the, the clinch and stuff, I mean, you just got so many different options up in there. If they're not biting in one spot, I'm sure you can find them somewhere. Oh, yeah. Like I said, if you put in there at Kingston City Park, I mean, the, the you can go downriver towards the the big island. You can go uh, you can go left and go up the Tennessee River back towards Fort Loudon Dam. You go up there. Uh, there's Long Island up there. And like I said, you go back around. There's also the Kingston Steam Plant. If they're burning coal, you know, you got some warm water there that's going to be baked. And then you got the memory and also uh, uh, the clinch until you reach a certain point, you know, where the water just uh, is colder on up in the clinch. But for a point up there, you're some really good fishing. So, yeah, you can go there, Chuck, and like you say, you can you can take a two or three day trip and fish ten or fifteen different spots easy. Is that is that some really good spots for y'all uh, run up there in the fall to try to get, get some cooler water for stripers? Um. I don't do a lot of fall fishing for stripers. When I do, I do it on Fort Lauderdale <laughs> Lake. Um, in the fall, you know, I'm after them big kitties, so I, don't, I try to stay away from stripers. But I will catch them while I'm on Watts Bar Lake fishing for uh, for catfish. But uh, I just notice the, you know, the farther I get up the Clinch River, the, the smaller and the least amount of fish that I see. Uh, big catfish like warm water. Um, bait loves warm water. And it just seems like once you reach a certain point up the Clinch River, the water temperature just gets so cold that they, they stay down in the lake. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's just, uh, I can't wait to get up that way and do some. You know, since you know, since Paul's not around, it's kind of, you know, broke my motivation a, real, a little bit because I've been wanting to kick myself for not making it happen. Um, you know, and I promised myself that, you know, I need to get off my butt because you never know what's going to happen. And, you know, that that uh, came a reality here. So, um, you know. Well, from one venture to another, like I said, I appreciate your service. You've got a spot on my boat when you get a day or two and you want to come up fishing. No sense you pulling the boat up here. You know, drive your boat up here, bring your wife, bring a friend, and, and come up and we'll hop on my boat and we'll make a day out of it. All right. Well, I'll try to make you know get something arranged to March to March time frame in there sometime. Maybe I can get up there then. Don't do like Chuck. Don't do like Lyle did. I've asked Lyle for two years to come fish with me, and he still ain't showed up. No, it's not because we don't want to. It just can't make the schedule work out. It's too busy for me, Chuck. <laughs> it, it takes Lyle two days to get there. <laughs> where, where exactly are you at, Scott? I live in a little town called Clinton, which is about oh, 30 miles from Kingston. Um, so um, I'm a little bit of north of Kingston. I'm up on the Melton Hill Lake. If anybody's ever heard of that lake, it used to be a great striper lake. Um, it kind of kind of kind of got over harvested. Plus, the stripers don't reproduce in that lake, and so I mean, it really took a big hit. So uh, right now, I'm fishing Kingston, Fort Loudon area. Uh, over at the canal where they have the weigh-ins and stuff. And some really good fishing in all those areas. You just got to be patient here, man. Uh, you know, I take clients will come with me, and I say, you know, I'm going to put you where the big fish are. You may not catch anything over 30 pounds today, and I bring a little girl tomorrow, and she catches a 70-pounder. It's just, you know, the luck of the draw. Yeah, it is, and it's just like tournament fishing. You go out and find those fish, but to get them to take the bait is something else. And you may catch... Uh, 30 or 40 smaller fish, but to catch the one that takes the wind, it may be the day before, the day after the tournament, or next week. You just never know. Yeah, and like I say, and Bryce, Bryce lives on the water. I call him a river rat. I mean, he knows every little hole, every little nook and cranny. And, and uh, like I say, I'm really fortunate to have him. I, I know I've brag, bragged on him all night, but anybody that's ever been in a boat with him, they would feel the same way I do. I mean, clients... Uh, I mean, you don't you won't believe the number of clients that book each year and say, you know, they want to fish with Bryce. So I've uh, been fortunate to have him. Like I say, all the other guys that helped me out, too, that come down here and fish, Steve Collins and 
some of these other guys that come down here and we share some information and stuff. I put them on fish. They do a little scouting for me as well. So uh, it's kind of a scratch their back, they scratch my back. That's awesome. That you going to awesome. try to do any more fishing with uh, Justin and uh, Tabitha this year? I don't know. Justin's been busy. I know he's guiding up there in West Virginia now. Um, he's on some really good flatheads up there. I talked to him. I've talked to him more in the last couple of weeks than I have in a while. It seems like I've just been so busy striper fishing. Um, um, I actually did quite a bit of guiding this year myself, so I've just been really busy. And most of the time, me and him talk, we talk on Facebook. I, I think where he lives, his phone don't get real, out real well. But I've got a goodie box for him, some hooks and stuff for him here, and, and we just never get hooked up. I think he's coming down at the end of the month or something, so hopefully I'll get to see him when he comes down. And, and uh, he came down last year. I let him use my boat. He didn't even have to pull his boat down. I said, come on down and grab my boat. And, and him and Tabitha came down and fished. And they caught a lot of, lot of real nice fish in the fall. I don't remember when they came. I think it was in September when they came last year. Maybe in October. But uh, really great people. Justin Tabby, really great people. And and uh, they're diehard cat guys. He just joined our chat, so he, he's getting to listen to you while while you're talking about him. Well, he's a good guy. Really, uh, He really pays attention to this detail of his fishing. He just... He's like Bryce. He's hardcore. He's river rat. You know, these guys will go out and stay 9, 10, 11, 12 hours on the water. And, and you know, I'm just not like that. I go out and, you know, I work hard for my clients. But them guys live on the water. So, like I say, Justin's really fortunate to, uh, to have some really good flathead fishing up there where he's at. And, you know, I try to help him out when he's getting his guide license and, and you know, kind of encourage him to do it. Cause he's got some really good fishery up there. And, you know, and, and so he's done real well up there. And, you know, I keep, keep supporting him. And, Wish, wish all of him, him and all these other guys. Captain Ben's been real supportive of me, and Ben Goble, and and all these guys have really been. Uh, you know, they tell me they're fans of Tennessee River Monsters, but what they don't know, I'm fans of them too. So, well, that's kind of how that works, as a general rule. You know, I guys when we pull into stuff, people say, "Oh man, I got to talk to you. You guys, you chuck the guys that do the show," and and that's true, but. You know, that's when I show up to a place and Jeff Dodd's there or, or somebody like that, I get a little giddy. You know what I mean? Jeff Dodd, he's the man. <laughs> you, won't believe, you won't believe. I mean, I'll get Shannon and Steve and some of these guys will come down here fishing, and they'll come back six months later, and they'll call me, you know, and like, hey, man, you care if I come down fishing? You know, I don't know. So, I mean, really professional, really courteous, and, and you know, that's the way it should be. You know, if I go to somebody right. fishing, you know, um, you know, I don't own the water. I mean, but you know, we always all those guys really professional, courteous, and and really fortunate. As as I as I tell Bryce, I, that's the only type of people I fool with anyway. So, yeah, and that's a good policy to have. You know, while you're talking about that stuff, I, I want to uh, touch base on something here that that just burns me up, and it's it's guys that are guiding that are not Coast Guard approved. I just I don't know what it is about that. But if I do something and I speed and I'm going down the road and they stop me, I get a ticket, I pay my fine, and I go on. If you're guiding without a license, mm -hmm. you're when you put people's life at risk, because let's face it, if you're not a licensed Coast Guard approved guide on navigable water, your insurance is no good if something happens. These guys are, these guys are taking these clients out and they're risking their lives for a couple of fish when if the people would just check and see if they are are licensed and Coast Guard approved, they would be so much better off, probably get a better trip to start with. And these guys need to be punished with whatever the maximum is punishable by law because they either, A, don't want to take the time to do it, B, can't pass a test, or C, don't want to spend the money to be legitimate. And either one of those three, they, they shouldn't be allowed to do it at all. Oh, I agree. We got real busy this year, and Bryce will tell you if you talk to him. I pulled him off the water. I mean, he was made, had made plans to go in the spring and get his captain's license, and I just pulled him off the water and said, you got to go now. He ended up going somewhere in Alabama, and I don't remember where off the top of my head, but he went to Alabama, got his captain's license, and done all that, spent all the money and stuff. And, and you know, we have a lot of guides down here now. That the problem you have, Lyle, is there's no enforcement. Uh, the only enforcement you have is the Coast Guard make phone calls. You need to get your captain's license. They're never up here... Well, let me give you an example. I'm 52 years old. I've been checked one time in my entire life by the game warden. Right. We just don't have any enforcement up here. Yeah, uh, and like I say, those guys that are breaking the laws, whatever the maximum 
is, they should get it, and they should be checked every week until they get them and make them pay the maximum or set it out in jail, whatever it is. When you're risking people's lives, you're a bigger crook. And the guys that are, are sending in fishing rods and fishing hooks and, and uh, rods and reels and whatever they send them, and then they catch a fish on their planer board or whatever, and they send them a picture of that, and they're supporting these guys that are doing this illegally, as far as I'm concerned, they're as guilty as the guy doing it himself. Oh, I agree, and I can say I don't know. I know the last time I talked to the Ghost Guard, you know, you had to have your captain license if you were in any navigable waterways. Right. The, the, the officer that I talked to told me that even in the non-navigable waterways, that the Coast Guard was enforced. So I don't know if it's, you know, I don't think they can do that, but I don't know what the law was. I think if you're a guide, period, you already have your captain's license, and that's just the end of it. If for, if for no other reason to have the safety issues that goes over those courses and all of the knowledge that you learn, you need to have that if you are going to be a for-hire guide and take people's money, you should be able to take care of them as professionally as you can and do it correctly. Yeah, and it's all, you know, the thing, the thing that makes me different than other guides is, is I provide the best customer service in the world. I'm all about customer service. When my clients get there, I'm in the water waiting on them. I mean, it's 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 it's. I take you. It's all about the clients. When you're in this business, it's all about the clients. The fishing's the easy part. I'm in some of the best fishery in the world. I mean, go to my website. I mean, we've murdered the stripers this year. I mean, I bet I've caught two, three, four thousand stripers. I mean, just fishing's unreal down here. The fishing's the easy part. It's the customer service uh, that's that. You know, we try to we we really emphasize with me and Captain Bryce's is. Take care of your clients, because that's word of mouth is what's going to get you business. Well, now, how far are you? I've never been to Watts Bar. My old buddy uh, Ron Workman used to talk about going to that place uh, a lot. He said it was a great place to go. And where are you located from from Watts Bar? I am northeast, 25, 26 miles from Kingston. So it's a pretty good. It ain't a real bad drive for me, but. Uh, I live northeast of uh, Watch Bar, which Watch Bar is centrally located in Kingston and Rockwood, and part of the lower ends in a little town called Ten Mile. But really, the big city is going to be Kingston. So um, most people put in Kingston City Park, they put in Caney Creek Marina, or they put in the Tom Fuller Boat Ramp down around the Big Island, and some people put in, uh, you know, above the dam. So that's your four main areas that people's going to launch their boats. They're okay. safe places to fish if people want to come down. I mean, we don't have any problems with uh, people breaking in cars or bothering your stuff. Most of the places are lit. Most of the places have a bathroom. Uh, I don't know of any horror stories of, of any problems going wrong with any of those boat ramps. Um, what is your return rate uh, on people that you guide? I know most every business in the world has to rely on repeat clients, uh, and I'm sure you're no different. Um, I think six out of ten people that, that fish with me come back uh, every year. I'll tell you this much. I've got two guys that fly in from California every year for seven days. That's awesome. If that doesn't say anything about the company, not about me, because when I got Captain Bryce on board with me, help me, I said it's all about the company. It's not about Scott Manning. It's not about Bryce and Roberts. It's about the reputation of the Tennessee River Monsters. So these guys fly in every year to fish with me. So. Uh, it is about repeat clients and, and uh, sure. That's that's exactly what so many of the the quality guys have, have told us, you know. And uh, you know, we've talked to uh, uh, Jason and and uh, Mike Mitchell and and uh, Ryan Casey and Jason Jackson, them guys, and they all say the same thing. They they rely heavily. Uh, on repeat customers, and, and you don't get those repeat guys unless you take care of them. You just you just don't do it. And and uh, you know if if I would go on a trip, if we caught fish, that'd be great. If we didn't get fish, that'd be great. My my interest would be more peaked on learning how you read the river or how you uh, work the electronics, or if you're using a different way to cut bait or any tactical advantage I could get over the next guy when we go to one of these tournaments and, and it doesn't matter if who you fish with somebody's doing something different what you're doing and you have to evaluate that determine which way is going to be the best way for you and, and under what circumstances and situations that stuff works. 
And this is one of the things I tell people, and, and I don't know if Vince Nadoski's on here tonight or not, but, I mean, Vince will tell you I aggravate him probably every day. I've got all these questions about my electronics, but people don't let their fish finder work for them. I mean, if you're not going to use your fish finder, take it off your boat. I mean, the 2D sonar is not going to lie. Your side imaging is not going to lie. Your down imaging is not going to lie. More importantly, your GPS with your Lake Master or your Navionics card is going to have all the information right there in front of it. Put all that information to work. Determine what the water temperature is. Determine where the bait's at, and you're going to catch fish. And you're just amazed how many people I see. They just, they just, they don't let, they don't, they don't put the tools they got right there in front of them to work for them. Well, you know, Scott, here, here is one thing that I will say about that, and, and um, I know I'm as guilty as that as what I'm going to tell you as anybody. But I really believe that. Uh, a high percentage of people with fish finders do not get the full benefit out of what it's doing. I know that I don't, and I know a lot of other people that, that they use it for 2D, or they use it for side, or they use it for down, or they use it for the GPS, they use it to mark fish they find. But to put it all together and be able to use all of it consistently and make it work, there's not a whole lot of people that really do learn how to do it correctly. And there is, and I tell people there's so many videos now. I mean, that's one thing I was saying earlier about Vince. I mean, Vince is pretty good about calling except after 11 o'clock at night. He's got to go to bed. But you've got to determine, you know, you're looking for, this time of year, you're looking for oxygen content. The water temperature is extremely warm. The surface temperature right now is 82, 83 degrees. These big, big catfish are looking for some quality oxygen. And, you know, throughout the year, you know, I mean, you've got to be able to take all that information that's right there on your fish finder, the water temperature, how deep you are, and 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 it's kind of like an equation. You know, you put all those things together, you put yourself in the right place. And I tell people, I try to put myself in a pinch point. These people on here listening, not the deer hunt, you know, they're always looking for that pinch point. Uh, I do the same thing when it comes to fishing. I try to put myself in a pinch point by putting all that information and narrowing down my choices to where I want to fish, and the results, you know, end up you're just more successful. I try to I try to put myself where it's fishing a barrel, and the only thing that would keep me from catching fish if they're not hot, and there's just nothing you can do about that. Right, that's exactly right. I had noticed that my wife had made a note on uh, in our chat box that you're just ten hours from us. So, uh, yeah, so I get people come from Iowa every year. I've got uh, I got regular customers come from Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Wisconsin, Michigan, California. Uh, the Arizona boys says they'll be back every year, same time. So I mean, uh, I've had people fly in from uh, from 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 Northern Ireland. Uh, so I mean, we get people from all over New York, um, Texas, Oklahoma. I notice I don't get a lot of people from Florida. I guess this this the saltwater fishing is just too good to come up here freshwater fishing. But uh, Florida, I don't get a lot of clients from. Um, and of course, anything you know, really west of the Mississippi, Colorado, Wyoming, and all them places, you know, it's just too far to drive. Well, um, I will tell you that we had the boys that went out on that trip with you from from uh, Arizona on the show here a while back. Chuck and I visited with those they guys extensively and talked about their tournament stuff they have going on there and their efforts just to to save the fish and 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 get regulations put into effect. And and they have a real big deal going on out there. I mean, them guys have have some of the best regulations and some of the best. Uh, tournament things going west of the Mississippi out in Arizona and, and most people don't realize that but I will assure you that they talked very highly of what went on and they absolutely had a blast out there to boat with you guys. They I didn't get to go out with them. Bryce took them out and I'm sure they probably fell in love fishing with Bryce so uh, you know I would call them every hour and talk to them on the phone check in with them but Bryce took them out. <laughs> I reckon they stayed on the water 10 to 14 hours, which is common for people. <laughs> they had a blast. They really cost the quality of so, uh, Yeah. But we're, we're really fortunate down here. You know, I hear a lot of stories from people about the pay lakers and stuff. And, you know, I'm not going to open up that can of worms. I mean, I, you know, I, just, I, don't, I don't support pay lakes. I'm not, you know, there's, I've met a lot of, I've met a super lot of nice people that fish at pay lakes. They're super nice guys. Um, I can't say anything bad about them. They've booked trips with me. I've had them on the boat. Uh, I just don't support taking fish from, from a natural body of water and putting them in a pond. That's just my posture on that. 
No, I don't either, and I don't think anyone uh, really does that's not just specifically do that. And I, now, I, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that's something that you don't know about. Um, I have got messages sent to me back and forth since you've been on here from from Jason and Heath, and you know they really get on you when I they know I can't say nothing to you on here, uh, so you can defend yourself. <laughs> Boy, I, I don't know how well you got to know them too, but they are a couple of dangers. These really nice guys that come down to this video time. They really wanted to catch a big blue, and I ain't gonna lie to you, lie we couldn't catch nothing but flatheads. That's what they told me. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't find the blues, we, and they caught some really nice flatheads, but we had a great time, super nice guy, I think he brought his brother with him, we had a great trip. And, and Actually, uh, that's uncle and nephew, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, Jason is the uncle, you can tell because he looks the oldest, and Heath is the youngest, and, uh, you know, they, they have a lot, we have a lot of fun, we... Uh, we send a lot of messages back and forth when my computer's working. I've been fighting it all weekend. It's really giving me some trouble, and uh, but I, I, hopefully I'll have it where I can do messages and email all the stuff that hadn't been working for four or five days. Hopefully I got it straightened out. But those He's two are a blast. Pete's good people. One of my big sponsors, Akuma. They spend a lot of money on me every year. But we he was videotaping. We had an Akuma rod there. More that big old flathead snapped that rod and. Of course, I sent it to Kuma, and, and you know, but it happens. But uh, we had a really good time. I really missed. They were just going to try to come down in the spring, and I, you know, it never happened. He's probably like me, got too many irons in the fire. But would love to. He, he knows he's welcome back here anytime. Uh, them, them, some good boys, and, and man, do they do some good video work. Oh yeah, yeah, they really do. I seen they sent me a lot of the stuff and different things uh, uh, that you guys done down there, and I enjoyed it very much. But you know, they. They do very little of that kind of stuff that I don't enjoy, you know. And, and uh, uh, we we have a lot of fun talking about stuff online and and uh, you know calling each other. Of course, we, here lately uh, there's been very little of that. Everybody's got so many things going on, and everybody's gearing up for these big tournaments that's coming up. And uh, I know you fished a tournament with Vince Nadowski here. What was it, a year or so ago? Two years ago? Well, I didn't fish it. I don't fish tournaments, but. Uh... Vince come down and I showed him some places and Justin some places and Scott Peavy some places and and uh, you know I try to help people out and Tim Mulville come down this year and I showed him a couple of places up on the clinch there Chuck get with me and I'll show you a couple of secret spots but uh, uh, you know I try to help them guys out I don't really get involved in tournaments per se uh, I'm not against them it's just not my cup of tea um, um, so yeah it, you know Vince is real active in them and I know. Some of these other guys are, and and, uh, and it's good, and it's all good fun, and it's just tournaments never was my cup of tea for whatever reason. I don't know. Well, we have a lot of fun at them, but I think the more of the fun uh, is everybody getting together and talking sure. about politics. And I, tell Vince, I tell Vince he comes down every year. I say I don't even know why you fish. All you do is come down here to politics. And <laughs> I think I think you're right. I think a lot of them come down here. Steve Douglas and some of these guys come down here. I don't even know that they put their boat in the water. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we're the politics and see old friends and stuff, and and it's good. I met some guys, Mike Mitchell. I've always been a big fan of Mike Mitchell. Met him at one of the tournaments. So you're right. A lot of these tournaments you can go to if you don't even fish them, you're going to really meet some super nice people, and and uh, it's it's you know there's there's a lot of good out there. There really is, and and you know uh, Mike and his son. I met them at Wheeler a couple years ago. Really good people, and uh, last year at the uh, uh, the catfish conference. We was staying there. We stayed in the room uh, or in the mot same motel with uh, uh, Jason Bridges and Jason and Doc Lang and his wife Lynn and um, uh, Justin Wolf and a bunch of us got around the swimming pool. The people was nice enough when the the pool closed to let us sit up there and drink beer and and shoot the breeze, and we absolutely had a blast. I mean, it just was so much fun. It wasn't even funny. Steve Douglas and Lisa was there. We did. We had a really good time, and, uh, you know, it was just fun, and, and I think as much of that is why a lot of us go to tournaments, and if we happen to hit a lick and win one once in a while or just getting the money, uh, that's just the drive to keep us to ready to go to the next one. It's the camaraderie. Like I say, I've made so many friends and stuff, and it's just... Uh... And those guys recommend trips. You'd be amazed at the other guides out there that that refer me clients. So, um, 
you know, a lot of the guys have full-time jobs. You know, they only get to guide on the weekends and stuff. And and uh, I get a lot of guides all over across the United States that send me clients all the time. So that's good. That's so. good. Well, I'm, I'm glad to know that things have, have went really well. You know, we've been following. You and I have talked before. You've invited us to come down there for some reason. It just hasn't worked out. But, uh, you know, the, one of these days it's going to, and, and we'll break loose and, and make a trip down there and spend a few days with you. I would love to catch some of those. I, You know, if you can predict the time when them flatheads are going to be on, I, I'd like to do that. Uh, I know that they, you can't really tell, but... I, I was so jealous of Heath and Jason catching all the big flatheads, and uh, you know, in in our area, you catch a good flathead now and again. But if you're going to be fishing a tournament, and you want to do any good in the tournament, you better be after the blues. Uh, and over there, and like where they're even where they're at, and where Doc and Janet and Bink and them guys that live out out that way, a lot of their and where Justin and Tabitha live, a lot of the tournaments out there are won with flatheads, and that's just unheard of in our area. Well, we have a lot of people, you know, that just, you know, Chuck alluded on earlier, we have a lot of veterans out there that need help, but we've got a lot of people in the catfish community, too, that we don't want to forget about. You know, Paul died, but Tammy's still living, you know, stay in touch with her, let her know if we need anything. You know, Anthony Robinette lost his son. Anthony's super, super nice guy, and there's a lot of people out there that, that, that have struggled or hurting the, you know, things that we don't need to forget, and it, it's, you know, pick the phone up and invite them to come fishing, whether they come or not, you know, it's, it means a lot to them that you picked up that phone and, hey, pack your stuff and bring the wife and come fish with me a day or two. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to mention one more thing. I know we're running a little long, and you probably got stuff to do. We have a tournament that I fish every year that's in Quincy, Illinois. It's called Fishing for Freedom, and it's about taking out a military gentleman. And I know this is very, very near to you and being, being ex-military yourself, and I can't thank you enough for your service. But this tournament, you take an active duty or a retired gentleman or lady or someone that's handicapped or been injured, whatever the case may be, they take like 150 or more and put them with boaters that can accommodate them and take them out on either the Mississippi River for catfishing or the Mark Twain Lake for catfishing, crappie fishing, or bass fishing. And it's a tournament situation, but it's not about, you don't win anything. What you what you win is to 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 say that you got to take these guys out, and that's the biggest prize of all. And we do it every year. And if you get a chance, I know that you would enjoy this. It's so great. Uh, and it's the first weekend in June uh, every year. Um, normally, we don't fish too many tournaments in June because the fishing in our area is usually crappy. They're uh, fish are either on the nest or getting ready to go on, or they're coming off or something. But this tournament is. Uh, it's a big deal to us, and if you would get a chance sometime, we'd sure like to see you come up and fish with us. That would be great. And like I said, you know, if I can help out with a donation to the tournament, I try to help out all the big tournaments. You know, the Mississippi River Monsters, uh, the Monsters of the Ohio, and you know, and you know, and Vince will tell you I donate a lot of stuff to his tournaments, the Tri-State Shootout, and those things. You know, and I just if I can't be there, you know, at least I can help somebody out. And you won't believe that all these trips that I donate. I meet some of the nicest people that you would ever believe that come fishing. So. Oh, I'm quite sure you do. I'm quite sure you do. Uh, so in, if I can help your tournament anyway, you know, call me later in the week, uh, Lyle, and, and tell me what I need to do to help you guys out. You know, I, I don't do anything except go up there and fish, and if they need something, I try to help them out if I can. But it's just something that is good. Uh, they're having one uh, the same weekend as Mississippi River Monsters in Springfield, Illinois. is basically the same thing where you... They're, they're trying to raise money for a retired veterans home over there and uh, another great cause for these people and I, I don't care what you do for them you can't do enough to thank the people that's been there and, and everything they've done for us. Oh I agree with you totally like to say if uh, anybody out there in the catfish community needs a help or knows any way I can help help out at all Bryce man let me know we'll, we'll do what we can to help you guys. We appreciate it. You know, uh, at the end of the interviews, usually we give you a chance to uh, thank any sponsors or anybody that helped you out along the way. And we've really had a great visit with you, Scott. So if you have anybody that you would like to say thank you to, now's your shot at it. Well, you know, when you when you go to thanking people, you always leave somebody out and somebody gets their feelings hurt. But like I said, <laughs> you know, all my sponsors, you can go on my website, you know, Yeti Coolers, Monster Rod Holders, Akuma, uh, Savage Gear. I mean, there's there's several <coughs> sponsors that really uh, 
make my life a whole lot easier. And then, you know, I've got a lot of people that really support me, refer clients to, you know, Justin Connor and, and uh, Steve Collins and Vince Nadosky and Seth Hendrick and Shannon Sizemore and Steve Douglas. And the list goes on and on and on. I'm sure I'm going to forget somebody, but, um, you know, it's, 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 there's, like I said, it's always the people behind it. If you want to see a successful guide service, look at the people behind the scenes because that's really what's going to make your business. I agree 100%. Scott, thank you so much for spending thank, the evening with guys. us. We appreciate it. Anytime. And Chuck, get with me and we'll get get up here this spring. And Lyle, I'll invite you again. Not that you're ever going to show up. And <laughs> I'll surprise you one of these days. I'll give you a call say, hey, next open date you got, write me down. And don't believe all those lies he said. <laughs> uh, yeah, it depends on uh, you know, if if Hillary gets in there, I probably won't ever be able to leave Birmingham. Well, you know, I hate to tell you, you know, but there's probably a good chance she's going to get elected. So, well, I hope you're uh, wrong about that. Appointed, pretty yeah. much appointed, yes. Um, but I will say this on a note, you know, I've had clients from all over the United States, and I don't get involved in politics. But I do ask all the clients one question. I said, who's going to win the presidential race up from where you're at? And I'm going to be honest with you. I get the same answer from every one of them. And so, I mean, if yeah. it goes that way, and then, you know, we're, it could go that way. So I don't know. You, you never, when you, you're dealing with politics, you're dealing with a different animal there. That's exactly right. Oh, yeah. Well, well, we appreciate having you on, Scott. And we'll try to get you on again next year. And, uh, uh so everybody just needs to go to, uh, what's your website? My website is TennesseeStriperFishingGuide.com, and then you can get me on Facebook and Instagram under Tennessee River Monsters, and, uh, you know, we'd love to have you come join our Facebook page or, or visit our website, and, and uh, like I say, if you're ever down this way, whether you use me or not, and you want to know where a good boat ramp is or a good place to stay, man, don't, don't hesitate to call me, 865 Six eight zero seven six seven two. So uh, I'm here. Even if you don't book a trip and you want to come down, I'll I'll, I'll lead you in the right direction. That's awesome. All right, man. Appreciate having you on. Thank you, guys. Y'all be careful. All right, All right. Thanks a lot, Scott. That's a pretty good deal he's got going down there. I know they catch a lot of good fish. I know that uh, Justin Connor has spoke very highly of of Scott. Uh, we visited with him down at Monsters of Him and Tabitha down at Monsters of Ohio last year and uh, had uh, wonderful things to say about uh, uh, about Scott and his guide service, and, and uh, he's helped them a little bit with different things. So uh, it's a pretty cool deal. Uh, they've really been on some fish all summer. I mean, them guys have put some huge stripers in a boat, Chuck. Oh, yeah, that is a lot of fun, you know, uh, that striper fishing. You know, I got some friends that do it a lot, and uh, I've been one or two times. You know, even if it's 15 pounds, it'll smoke a reel. Yeah, that's, you know, going out and doing that one day, it, it really just breaks the monotony of the whole catfishing thing and have a really good time doing something different. So that would be something I'd like to do, you know, one day also is, you know, go up for a couple of days, catfish once, and, and striper fish another. That'd be a lot of fun. I'm pretty sure he could help you out with that. Oh, yeah. No no doubt about it. Have you got any uh, stuff that you need to talk about this week, about different uh, uh, tournaments or anything going on down your way? Um, no, nothing down here. You know, we still don't have the uh, last Alabama Catfish Trail event carved in uh, out. Uh, the, you know the plan date. They're going. I think it's going to try to be the first or second week in November. I think. But um, you know, when Daniel gets that carved in and, and the date set, you know, I'll be pushing it pretty hard because, you know, we want to go out with a grand finale on it and show Daniel all the appreciation for all the hard work he's done over the past few years to provide a great service for us to fish. You know, so I'm really looking forward to that last one. Absolutely. Not you know, as being a last one, but it's going to be good. I think we're all going to miss uh, all the hard work that Daniel's put into <clears throat> all the stuff he's done down there. And, and uh, I know I am. <laughs> and uh, I know a lot of other guys will, too. Uh, I don't have a whole bunch of stuff. I do know that uh, um, 
there was a tournament, night tournament over Waverly, Missouri. I don't have the information on it. Nobody sent it to me. Uh, I know they had that uh, last Saturday night, night, and I'm not sure who won it. I did see that Clint Grizzling and and uh, his partner, uh, Dale Smith, got seventh. But I don't remember seeing the rest of them, so I didn't get it get it wrote down. I know uh, Matt Sanders, uh, the 27th uh, Saturday, is having a night tournament over at Stump Island Park in Glasgow, Missouri. It'll be from 7 p.m. to 8 a.m. If you guys get a chance, that's on the Missouri River. That's a really nice boat ramp there, nice, long, uh, easy in, easy out. And uh, they have a beautiful camping facility there, and it's right in town. It's a really cool place to go. Uh, Glasgow is one of the old uh, old towns on the river, and there's a lot of history there. Even uh, some of the restaurants and different things are in that town has a lot of uh, uh, Civil War type memorabilia in it. It's a good place to go spend a day, look around. So if you get a chance, run over there and visit with Matt Sanders. If you have any questions or information, just get with him on Facebook. He'll help you out. I do know that Quincy, Illinois, one of my areas that we love to fish, uh, I believe that it's the, this weekend they're having a, uh, a Cabela's tournament up there. Now, I understand that there is two or three guys that are going for angler of the year. Some of the big dogs uh, will be there. Willie Smith's going to be there. Um, shoot, can't think of their names right now. Chris Stout. Chris Stout. Um, um, I bet uh, Carl Morrison and them going to be there. Carl Morrison and them. They're all within a point or two of each other. Uh they're they're really close you know they're really close uh so carl's going to be there and of course all the local guys are on and john king will be there and and uh uh all the guys that normally fish the twisted cat outdoor stuff will be there it'll be a really really good uh tournament uh last year they didn't have a whole lot of boats it was their first first year at cabela's uh, in quincy for a long time and and uh with these guys fighting it out for that points championship or angle of the year championship, there should be some, a really, uh, really good deal going on. So if you get a chance, you want to fish the Mississippi River, you can run over there and, and fish that with them. I don't have anything else, but uh, like I wanted to remind everybody, next weekend or next Monday night, we will have George Young Jr. on here. So if you have any questions or anything that you need to discuss, talk about anything you want to find out about, uh, he is the guy that can answer all your questions, uh, whether it be about boat ramps or licensing or anything like that. Uh, and, and I want to remember, so help me remember, Chuck, I want to remember to ask him about licensing. If I understand correctly, you can buy an Arkansas license and fish anything as long as you don't get off the Mississippi River uh, way up and down, as long as it borders the Arkansas thing, which would probably be a pretty good deal. Uh but you can buy a Kentucky license and, uh, you know, whatever. So, or Tennessee, I mean. Uh, but we need to get all that, that stuff lined out and, and get it done and and uh, see if we can get this back on track to get that down there. So we're only, what, two weeks away from uh, when we'll be leaving to go down there. I believe it's two weeks from today when most of us, a lot of us, is going to be heading down to Memphis. And, and uh, it's going to be a great tournament. It'll be here before we know it. Yeah, and everybody's prepared all year, and I doubt if anybody's what they call ready yet. You know, we'll be uh, throwing stuff in a truck and a boat and everything else for the next couple of days and or weeks. And, and uh, when we get out there, I'm sure we always forget something. You know, you just got to go get it and be done with it. But anyhow, we're, we're looking for it to be a really good time. Don't forget, you guys, uh, if you have a generator, you can take the Clarion in. Contact Angela Herndon. Her number is 870-514-5355 uh, to make sure that everybody has electricity to charge up their batteries and stuff in their boat when they come in for pre-fishing. Uh, whether you're two, three, four, five days, how many ever days you're going to get there, you're going to use that trolling motor. A lot of bumping and drifting going to be going on. So uh, they will not have enough electrical outlets for 80 boats. So uh, if you have a generator that you can take, be sure and give her a call and say, hey, I've got one. Uh, I can accommodate this many plugins to it, and it's, you know, whatever. Uh, help her out a little bit. They, they're going out of their way to help us have a great time and a great tournament. 
and, and if we can help them out to accommodate everybody, that would be what we need. Well, Chuck, I hope Doc didn't catch too many of them skipjacks. And, you know, he he probably caught so many, he had to turn some of them loose, would be my guess. I hope he got me plenty. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about catching that many of them, and the last time I talked to him, he had two or three coolers full. The thing about catching that many is you got to take care of them, you know, get them cooled out and get them back and sealed and put on a, in the freezer. So exactly, uh, that's a lot of Mm -hmm. He'll when be at a long time. Yeah, yeah, man, you, uh, you can't you can't let them get warm. Um, no, that's the worst mistake you can make. So, if you catch too many, you um, and you can't take care of everything, you might. You broke up on us, Chuck. We lost you. All right. Um, yeah, that you know, if you catch too many, you might as well, um, you know, cut off at a certain point. If you get to where you don't think you're going to be able to take care of them, because you're just going to waste them. I agree. Yeah, there's no sense of wasting them. There, it's too good of stuff. And uh, although they are a lot of fun to catch, they're not enough fun to catch. It's, I've seen guys just throw, catch them, throw them up on a bag, and I couldn't do that. There's, there's no sense in that. There's, they're too good a commodity to have. And uh, if you can if you can take a hundred of them and utilize them, and take a hundred and call it a day. Yeah, after I catch my limit and I've I, and they're still hitting pretty good, I always bring my ultralight with my, you know, four or six pound line and and you know have me a little bit of fun and just catch and release because you get that little ultralight out, man, they're a blast. Yep, that's exactly right. And I know guys that use uh, bigger stuff than that. Uh, to catch them on, but man, the lighter action stuff, they're a lot of fun to catch. I've said for years that guys at bass fish tournaments would ever have a skipjack tournament, they quit bass fishing because there is no comparison. Yeah, the you know, I, I don't use the small stuff when I'm filling the cooler, you know, I'm using the uh, <laughs> you know, the larger bass type gear to make sure I can get in, you know, one or two at yep. a time and you know, swing them up. Because if you can't swing them up on, you know, up in the rocks, you know, pretty much they're going to get off. So if you get them anywhere close to the bank, you better start swinging. That's right. They're That's escape exactly artists. Right. So you got to have the, you got to have the gear that, uh, you know, the tips won't snap, all that good stuff. Um, That's you know, for the, sure. the ultralight's very fun when you get your limit, get out there and play around for a while. That's a fact. Well, listen, unless you've got something else, Chuck, I think that'll call it for tonight. Uh, we've had a pretty good interview with, uh, with Scott and next week it, it'll be George Young Jr. So be sure to tune in for that. Uh, for Chuck Davison, I'm Lyle Stokes and thanks for watching Catfish Weekly.